trades and talents that's right he is here hang out with the samurai today on the movie dojo that's right verbal nectar podcast that's how we do it hanging out today movies pop culture comedy today that's right because he is a fellow comedian i'm just a knucklehead if i make you laugh i'm lucky <laughs> but we're gonna talk in comics and movies podcasting and all that good stuff chris how are you my friend uh, I'm doing great. Good to be here. I um I, I see you have a uh, the requisite pop culture collection behind you. So uh, that's <laughs> a lot of cool stuff back there. I was trying to like see like blowing up the image. I'm like, oh, do I do I have that figure? Do I have that poster? <laughs> well, it's it's actually a green screen in the yeah. back. I'm a fake nerd. I just pose. You know, <laughs> what's going on, man? So, oh, good to be here. I've got yeah. uh, been been watching some movies, got a new yeah. Kickstarter going, working on comics and what uh, you podcasts. Been watching? What's what you've been watching? I've been watching a lot of stuff. I watched um, Gunpowder Milkshake. Okay. And uh, I watched. Still haven't seen that uh, yet. Yeah, I watched uh, Blood Red Skies, which is the uh, vampire movie. Wanna, that, I want to see that. Where they attack a. Um, the vampire has to fight. Um, airplane hijackers um, so it's vampire sold. on a plane basically sure. yeah and sure. uh it's just was as it good ridic- did you like it? it you know what it's just as ridiculous and bloody as you think it is it's like it's oh. like it's like one of those movies that you're like no one goes out of that movie going wow this is nothing like i thought it would be well then you didn't understand that this was a vampire fighting <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right, hijackers. right. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. was uh, the best a compliment i could give a movie like that is it was as advertised <laughs> So right, it was yeah, a, I mean, it was a fun, bloody uh, romp. I mean, it, it's about as forgettable as Jungle Book or, or Jungle Cruise, rather, <laughs> but uh, in a different way. Oh, okay, so, uh, okay. But it's uh, but it's a fun, you know, time at the movies, especially for a streaming film. It was like, okay, yeah, all right, uh, yeah. that was an hour and a half well spent. <laughs> so it was, it was an entertaining time waste. It was. It was entertaining okay. for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, if, if anybody knows my audience and myself. Uh, most likely that well, mostly me really. I'm probably gonna ch- probably gonna check out Blood Red Sky before Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise <laughs> might be one of those. You know, I'm I'm bored. You know, yeah. ain't nothing going on. You know what I'm saying? I'll check it out. I don't know. Well, you could just watch uh, the Mummy, African Queen, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Then you would have seen the same film. So oh. you would have been you would have been all set. Either better way. movies. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an. It's awesome to have you here, my friend, today, hanging out with us. But it was cool having you on the, on the panel, the 24th Kung Fu Annual Extravaganza. That was fun oh. too. Always a good time. Those are always fun, and they're always super long. Now imagine, like, uh, you know, just uh, being live, you know, sitting there at the uh, at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. We're always yeah. the last panel to leave. Rick uh, <laughs> does these marathon kung fu extravaganzas. They're great. They're fun, but uh, they are also endurance tests. Right. It's like it's like going through the thirty six chamber at yeah. the chalet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, it's like. I, it, was ours really the longest a couple of weeks back? Was that really the longest? <laughs> it may very well may have been. I mean, I stopped counting after three hours, so it's probably <laughs> in, in there. It's definitely right. up there. I was ready to keep going, to be honest. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, it's all good. <laughs> Poor Vincent Lim, man. Sir Vincent Lim, the, yeah. the, the, the legend. He was just like, Rick! <laughs> <laughs> Rick! End it. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, it was so funny. But yeah, it was it was it was always great uh, hanging out with Rick and 
and everybody. But it was cool. You know, it was the first time meeting you there. So now, yeah. now I get you one-on-one now. Exactly. That's now right. we can really dig in. All, yes. <laughs> All the tough questions are coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Actually, we're just going to go to IMDb. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I brought my publicist so she can make sure I don't. Uh, no, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, man. So you just, like, done everything here. So I'm, like, looking on IMDb here, and you, you got a lot of stuff already under your belt. I'm like, man, this guy is already, he's already in the in the know here. So let's talk a little bit about Second City Headlines and News. It was a TV series, and you were... Oh yeah, writer on that. What was what was that? What was that about? I was a writer producer over there. That was wow. You're really going. That's like the way back machine. That was uh, one of my uh, first jobs in uh, paid gigs in uh, in Hollywood. It was actually a uh, an internet show back when everyone thought internet shows were going to be popular, uh, and then they all collapsed. Uh, yeah. But it was it was actually produced. You're not going to believe this by Microsoft. Oh uh, so we were actually on the uh, Microsoft Network as one of the first comedy shows online. Yeah. And uh, then Microsoft decided, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be supporting online comedy shows. And they, they, they uh, canceled it, I think, after two seasons. But it was when, like, Den, the Digital Entertainment Network, everyone was getting these pop. Uh, everyone was getting these online deals to make shows. And nobody knew what they were supposed to be. And they all lost money. So oh, then, no. uh, then the Internet evolved to what we have today, um, uh, where uh, people are generating content without studios paying them a bunch of money to make mediocre content. Right. So. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. Interesting. So you were a little bit part of the writing process of that. Yeah, yeah. And but, then uh, I ended up, they actually, uh, in the second season, I got bumped up to producer. So I was nice. kind of like the, the showrunner there. Yeah, but uh, but it, was re- it was really fun. It was a great experience. Copy that. What about a Skins? It was a short. It came out that was a short film. Yeah, I, I made that. I actually got picked up by the Sci-Fi Channel and uh, put into development as a show like uh, uh, years ago. That was really fun. It starred uh, Paul F. Tompkins and Jay Johnston uh, back when uh, nobody really knew who a lot of us were. Uh, yeah. And uh, it was it was a really fun. A lot of those are on YouTube. You could kind of find them. It was uh, pre-visual effects age. And, uh, gotcha. Uh, basically, a guy who's a schlubby guy never could cut his life into focus um, wears a suit with another head on it. So the head flips up; it becomes a really suave, debonair guy, and uh, so everything's better when he's that guy. But then he decides that he doesn't want to wear the suit anymore and be himself, and the suit doesn't like that. And they uh, <laughs> things get this sounds oh, brilliant. <laughs> it gets weirder and <laughs> creepier from there. <laughs> wow. With skins, I didn't know that was the plot synopsis. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, Port Charles came out in nineteen ninety nine. Yes, that was a uh, my first union writing gig. It was a uh, soap opera, and I it was a spinoff of General Hospital, if uh, you can believe that. And uh, uh, so I was writing uh, on that. I was like a dialogue writer, and it was really fun. And it was uh, I was only writing dialogue. For these, you know, the typical soap opera characters where, you know, everything revolves around a hospital and you have nurses, you have uh, a killer that no one can catch and you've got uh, uh, relationships that you, they, if they would only just get together, that would be, you know, we those, could really, right? the torture, yeah, yeah. The torture the audience <laughs> yes. uh, relationships, right? Yeah. Those always work, right? But what's interesting about that, like when you, when you write for a uh, soap opera, it's, it's more of like an assembly line because you're literally putting out a show a day. Yeah. So there was uh, not a lot of time to be super creative, but I tried as best I could to put like a little humor in there uh, periodically when I, when I could, but it was a really streamlined operation. It was another really good experience, but uh, it was yeah. definitely different than writing for anything else. Right, right. We got here, Mr. Tony the Dead, he says he thinks his wife watched Port Charles. There you go. She also watched <laughs> Passions as well. Yes, they were all about it in the same time frame. Yeah, most likely that's Look at true. That. Check yeah. that out. <laughs> So, so is that is that true? Because you're a writer, you're in the indi- mm-hmm. you're in the film and TV industry. Is that true? That was always a stigma that whether it be a romantic series or romantic comedies or dramas, mm-hmm. if the two leads that everybody wants to get together, once they get together, it's over. The show is, over. is that is that true? It's old school thinking. Like uh, okay. that's what everyone used to think. But there's so many different ways you could move a story forward or do different things. But it's uh, the anticipation is always fun. 
but it's right. a sweet spot. It's like, all right, well, if you it happens too soon, then you miss some of that. Like, you know, Ross and Rachel, you know, is a, is a great example. And then once they finally get together, then they could break up and they could get together and eventually end up together. There, there's many different places you could go. So uh, it doesn't always have to be a who's the boss anymore. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up because yeah. I remember I remember people talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Who's the boss? It was like as soon as they got together, that was it. That's a wrap. Yeah, you know, wow. So it so it depends on the writing. Yeah, right? for sure. The writing's good mm-hmm. enough. You could keep. You can make it work. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, Hit clown. Two thousand one. Yes. This was probably my favorite short film. I actually got a grant from the Sci-Fi Channel to uh, to make this. This is back before they rebranded to like Sci-Fi, but it's, it's the same channel. Um, this was like um, a really a really fun um, movie that I actually shot in 35 millimeter black and white film, which is like unheard of. That you know, no one shoots. Uh, no, I mean, no one shoots short films on film anymore. But then to actually do 35 millimeter black and white, yeah, I made it a comedy noir about a hitman and a clown who accidentally switch bags and find they like the other's job better. <laughs> and <laughs> I haven't even watched it. I'm already yeah. laughing. I'm already and, laughing. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. And it was it was really fun. I I shot it also with no dialogue, so it's yeah. all stylized with music and uh, kind of noir angles. And uh, it's um, that, I think that's also on uh, on YouTube. That nice, was another really nice. fun I'm gonna have one. to check that out as well. Mm-hmm. Rainbow's End. Yep, that was uh, another fun one. That was I actually shot on uh, on video, and that one that was about three small time crooks who capture a leprechaun and try to shake him down for his pot of gold. So that <laughs> that has like Dean Cameron in it oh from like uh, summer school and uh, a couple other people. Oh my god, he just said summer school. He just took yeah. me back there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that sounds hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one looks like right up my alley here. I want to watch Asylum. What is this? Oh. <laughs> that um we would need another hour or two to kind of go through what happened with that film oh, but no. uh, <laughs> but uh, I will say this it's uh it was a horror film about uh that I wrote okay. about a SWAT team that goes into uh, investigate demonic possession in an insane asylum great okay. premise for a horror movie and yeah. I was like okay great so I tried to um see if they would let me direct it uh, they, I was on like the short list to direct it. This is it because it, it came out from Lionsgate and After Dark Films, and right. Uh, I didn't get to direct it. They moved the production to Bulgaria, and uh, I hadn't heard anything about it. And turns out, the entire production like got ended up being like a runaway production that got ruined, where they had all this unusable footage, and they came back to me to fix it. And I'm like, how am I gonna fix this? Oh my so, goodness. So what I did is I created a horror comedy, and uh, it was supposed to be rebranded as Death of a Horror Movie, where you see in behind the scenes of like the office of a horror movie company on how they ruin a film, and then all the horror film uh, footage that they shot would be like Mystery Science Theater, just two editors look at the footage and like make oh, snarky remarks to oh, it. Oh, that's brilliant! So it it. So it happened. I reshot the film. I put it all together. I went down with some of my buddies to shoot all this footage. Dean Haglund from the X Files. Yeah. Uh, Mike Schmidt, uh, another comedian. Um, so we went down. We shot. I put it all together. The company never rebranded it as a oh. horror comedy, so no one knows what it is. So, so it'd be like me, like, ooh, it's yeah. Asylum, yeah. but yeah. not knowing it's comedy. Yeah. So it's a um, so two. There's. People that have two different reactions. Somebody uh-huh. who thinks it's a horror movie and is furious after they've right. seen it. <laughs> right. And then somebody who's listened to my podcast and knows the story and uh, thinks it's hilarious and understands that I um, I, I used to say that uh, um, I made lemons out of uh, – or I made lemonade out of lemons right. twice, but they made uh, lemons three times. <laughs> so, <laughs> So probably, it, you know what my reaction would have been? Oh yeah, like ooh, asylum. Yeah, <laughs> what is this, right? So but if it, you, but then, but then once I realized, once I watched the movie, and once I yeah. realized, oh, this is a, this is comedy. This is hilarious. Yeah, I still would have liked it, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's the good, thing. You know, like, like all they had to do was like rebrand it to let people know that's what they were going to see, and yeah. I think the reaction would have been a lot like maybe uh, better. The, the, maybe this maybe have a little smirk. Yeah, and you know what? Right it, there it, in the mask. It, it was also one of the movies that I thought, well, they're just going to bury it. You know, no one's going to be able to see this. And no, it got released everywhere in every territory. I had a friend in Japan, I have this right there, that sent me the DVD of what yeah. it uh, was over there. And it was called uh, SWAT versus Devil. 
over there, and it has artwork that has nothing to do with the film. Wait, hold on, I gotta blow that up for the for the chat here. Hold on, I gotta. We have to blow this. Up. So this is yeah. This is the other release of it. This is the the Japanese version of the DVD that was released that in Japan. That looks phenomenal, <laughs> and the title's dope too. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's great. And uh, so um, I, I'm sure there were people in Japan that weren't happy with. Uh, <laughs> What they saw too. <laughs> that so, was great. So Come I on, think SWAT it, versus devil. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what happened because I fixed the movie for them. Um, I got all the rights back to the original script. So yeah. eventually, I'm either going to probably turn the original horror script either hopefully into another movie or at least into a graphic novel, so the original story can at least. Uh, uh, get out there but uh, if you're in the mood for a horror comedy and you know what it is going into it go yeah. see uh, asylum because it's literally on every platform you could find it on amazon it's it's everywhere they didn't bury it the way i thought they would so, it's, so there you it's go around. chad everybody watching yeah. right now check out <laughs> asylum and have a good badassity laugh yeah. <laughs> that's right well we got what what is going on here we got another fellow Movie director here, Ranjit Marwa in the house. What's going on? He's popping in to say hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that guy's great. I can't wait for his upcoming action movies and sci-fi flicks coming out, man. I can't I can't wait, man. He's great. Oh, He's cool. all the rise. Like like <laughs> you are, my friend. <laughs> um but yeah, that asylum, I'm uh I'm I'm kinda sold. Yeah. You sold me once you said mystery science theater. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of in because me and my wife we're like huge, huge mystery science theater fans, man. So it's yeah, definitely I'm, fun in that way where if you yeah. know what you're getting into, it's it's uh, you know I try to also make sure there were plenty of jokes in there, like it would it would keep moving, and uh, you know they took a, a few more of them out than I would have liked, but it's still a good time at the movies. Nice. That's all we want. Yeah. Now let's flip the script here. Podcasting yes. earbuds. What's this documentary about we got going here? Uh, this documentary we made a couple of years ago. It's called Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. It's on um, all the streaming, or no, it's on Amazon Prime. That's where it is. But then you could get it like on iTunes or wherever you could uh, rent a movie, you could get okay. it. And it was a documentary we made because everyone would always ask us, well, like, what's podcasting? What is it? It's uh, before it became it blew up the way it is now. Right. And uh, so we made this uh, movie to explore the personal connection between the podcaster and the fan that doesn't exist in any other medium. So this is when we were doing the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Grandma would uh, was my partner on that show and he directed the film. I wrote and produced it. And uh, that's him in the back with the Han shot first shirt. And then Love that's it. the that's the crew. Um, <laughs> so we awesome. you, we uh, called all our comedy friends. You know, we interviewed like uh, Mark Maron, Aisha Tyler, uh, Doug Benson, and all those guys are in the film. Uh, Joe Rogan. And but one of the things that meant the most to us at shooting it, we actually went to uh, Japan and Australia to meet fans, and we like went like to the out, literally way into the outback to find one of our comedy film nerds fans who worked on a mine back there <laughs> oh my goodness and uh just to see that connection and it was it was unbelievable like these are yeah. people literally on the other side of the world that we've never met and we had this connection with them so we explore that in the uh in the documentary nice nice and where can where can we watch this at in, that you uh, can Netflix? watch uh it, it, it's on um it's on amazon prime but it's also like rentable on like itunes or uh, okay. anywhere else like venmo any uh, google any anywhere right, you cool. can rent it yeah i'm gonna have to check that out too because mm -hmm. it's what i'm doing now actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's i still refer people to the film too even though podcasts are more prevalent if people have questions or want to know yeah. about what they are and how they should work i always i refer right. them to the film first nice 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 so what got you into being a writer what you said, you know what? I I, I just I, I felt a I felt a calling. Yeah. I picked up the pen, which is mightier than the sword, and I grabbed the paper, and I was just like, whoosh, whoosh, the big bright light flashed, and I said, I must do this. Well, that's kind of it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was that was pretty accurate, actually. And but and <laughs> oh, details, it, everything. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah, I yeah. I think I was at about uh, 15 or 16 when I just started. I mean, I, I just consumed and absorbed um, books from when uh, at a young age. And it was always sci-fi, fantasy, Conan, Robert E. Howard, oh. even like the Hardy Boys mystery. Like everything I could get my hands on, you had I would Conan. read. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I go deep dive into Robert E. Hyatt. I do like Solomon Kane and like even his uh, his action shows or his action uh, stories too. I've got like a whole bookshelf just with his books, and I decided that uh, that's really what I wanted to do. So I started. I've been writing probably since sixteen in different ways, different stories, and uh, I even was a local journalist for a while at I think about eighteen, reporting like local news. So I also kind of. Um, honed my skills there and then I just decided like how much I just loved writing and I was never like I want to be a screenwriter I want to be a TV writer I want to be a comic book writer and it was always I just want to write and I find that each um, medium is uh, different in its own way but also I can get the joy of writing from doing um, all of them so so from 16 on I've, I've been writing ever since that is awesome that is awesome how exciting now, for the film industry part of it, did you did you did you ever see yourself? Well, we need you to produce and direct now. <laughs> was, I did was, actually. Was that just yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was. I was goal. like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I always wanted to write, um, you know, movies and TV shows. So that's really what I came out to LA for. Like, and I, as I was doing, I was doing stand up at the time too. So I was touring, and then I came out. This is probably one of the problems of my career. I haven't focused quite enough on exactly one thing. I've kind of done too much, which is great and also not great. So that's one thing as far as balance goes. I think I've right. maybe tried to do too much instead of focusing on uh, one thing. But nowadays, people are doing all different things now anyway. So, uh, But I, I think uh, as when I got out to L.A., I really just wanted to write for uh, movies and TV. But, you know, I started also writing uh, books and, you know, I still in the back of my head always wanted to get into comics. I got into comics probably very late, but I did get there eventually. So and I'm I'm definitely happy to be there now. What got you hooked in comics? You know what? I think my parents got me a Spider-Man subscription at I think about 13 where I wouldn't actually go out to the comic book store uh, uh, an issue would just show up at the house and I even remember the first issue and uh, maybe you'd have to go a deep dive but maybe you could find it it had um, the rocket racer on it this was Spider-Man fighting the rocket racer and then this giant wheel with guns on it I think the, and I think it was literally called the big wheel <laughs> and you, I'm sure one of your fans has already pulled up the cover oh, uh, yeah, there <laughs> but uh, but that's I remember it and that it was like you know it was life changing I'm like oh my god look at these stories that can be told and I, I've been reading comics pretty much since uh, age 13 for sure nice and you got i'm sure you i'm sure you got into alan moore and all that stuff all of it yeah neil gaiman is probably my one of my favorite writers but uh, yeah yeah sandman is probably one of my favorite series was that ever going to become a property like in terms of a show or a movie or no they're just like we can't touch this it's too complicated it was in it was in development for um literally decades like uh trying to figure out well we could we make a uh, movie could we do this could we do that with it but neil gaiman was one of those um artists that i thought well why aren't people adapting his work more like it took hollywood a long time to recognize and to find neil gaiman which i always found baffling yeah uh like but then you then then when they found him they found him then stardust got adapted and then you know uh, american god everything started getting uh adapted and sandman is now in production as a show at um, uh, Netflix. So we will eventually see it. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. There you go. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive here, guys. You heard it from Chris. You heard it. Yeah. Sandman's coming. I think your fans, a lot of them probably already knew that. But it's uh, what, I, what I find interesting is that I'm gonna, I am going to speculate a little bit now because okay. um, Netflix picked up Lucifer, which was a spinoff of Sandman, right. to do like okay. an extra season. I'm wondering... If they're going to keep Lucifer around just long enough to do a crossover, well, he kind of did it already, didn't he? Lucifer, didn't he do a crossover in the DC shows? Well, not with Sandman, though. Oh, oh, so, you mean Sandman do yeah, a crossover? Oh. Yeah, I, th- I, I think okay. that might, I think that might happen, but we'll see. I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I can't wait for to see some Sandman there. Mm-hmm. Did you like Preacher? You know what? It, it's uh, I had mixed feelings about it. I kind of liked it, uh, but I also had mixed feelings about the comic. Like I never really right. loved it as much as the other you Vertigo titles. And yeah, I'm like, no, nah, this is kind of good, but uh, it's not my favorite. And uh, I will say this: I think if you're going to get a preacher uh, adaptation on television, 
that's the best it's ever going to be because it's oh. such an insane show. There's no okay. other way to adapt it. I thought the adaptation was really good. Oh, good. Uh, did, so, they can- did they cancel it? It doesn't have an ending? or it, Yeah, it was done. It was, I think, two or three seasons. I mean, that was uh, that was just, pretty much as far as they could go. Should I still watch it? Or is it kind of like it's got a big cliffhanger and you're going to... No, gonna no. They finished it. It, it was oh, definitely... Good. Like, if you if you liked the, um, the comic, like, uh, I, I think people are going to like it, the show, as much as they like the comic. So if you yeah. love the comic, the you're going to love the insane. show. I was like, oh, I was kind of like, um, you know, up and down on the comic, so yeah. I was kind of up and down on the show. But I think uh, that will that will steer you your way. If you didn't like yeah. the comic, you're not going to like the show. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Well, that's good to know. All right, well, at least mm-hmm. I know I could. There's an ending. Yeah, for, for sure. You know mm-hmm. what show I I actually I was like eh, at first, and then it got better, and then it got canceled. Was Constantine? Did you watch yeah. the show? I did actually, you and, and you, you know, I, I I thought I didn't hate it. I I thought the um, the frustration I had with a lot of comic book adaptations uh, of shows, especially with big networks, like I thought, like the the universe, the CW universe does a much better uh, job of adapting the characters and putting them into like a TV universe. Whereas I thought Constantine was like, well, we're just going to put this in like a. Um, uh, Monster of the Week procedural and then we're going to fit John Constantine in that model and it never quite fit or worked Um, I felt like that was halfway to a good show and I felt like it wasn't true enough to yeah it wasn't true enough to the character but it also wasn't uh, um, I felt like it it was just kind of like it really felt beholden to like this old school TV episode model that it didn't have to be right. and I, I I blame that solely on the network I mean that was totally you know that got noted to death and it, all that stuff so it, it, it um, uh, but you know the character I think it's Matt Reeves yeah, the actor I think he nailed it he nailed it and they're yeah. keeping him alive like he showed up on the CW shows and uh, he also voices the um, yeah. animated um, Constantine so yeah. I, I really feel like he's uh with the exception of he him being stylishly um, disheveled, like I feel like there's a stylist making sure his uh, wrinkles are right in the right place for his clothes. Uh, so, but other than that, yeah. I think yeah, a, a really good job, and I'd like to see more of. I'd like to see a reboot of that show. Is really what I'd like to see. Like you know, put it on uh, HBO Max and really make it what Ooh. like what it could be. Like that would uh, be awesome. That would yeah. be cool. I mean, as much as uh, as much as we all love Keanu Reeves. I still think Matt nailed the character at least better. That you know? yeah, that was a yeah. misfire. I mean, it, it's when when that came out, everyone was saying, "Well, why just make Sting, uh, you know, John Constantine?" I'm like, yeah, "Of course, that would have been great casting." <laughs> but you know, to I make him about that. yeah, to make him American <laughs> and Keanu Reeves, I'm like, "What? What are you? Okay, well, th- this that was that era of like, well, we're just gonna buy the rights to these IP and then and yeah. then do whatever we want. It doesn't right. matter." So, right. I mean, we're still seeing some of that, unfortunately, but, you know, slowly but surely, you know, studios are learning. Well, the things that we like about these characters in comics are generally the things that we like to see in movies and TV shows. <laughs> right, right. No, you nailed it. But uh, Sexy Sumo says, wow, Stephen Ray is in Asylum. Yes, there he was. <laughs> and, he was uh, indeed. Di- Director Ranjit says, my guy Bruce Payne is in Asylum. So look at he- that. They're He's in it as well, yes. And um, I'm sure none of them have it on their resume. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be ashamed. If it's good, it's good. Come on. It's all all fun. It's all fun. You can have fun. You can enjoy it. Yeah, and I think it's the kind of movie, too, that, like, uh, if it was just marketed a little better as a horror comedy, everyone could have been like, oh, this could be, like, a really cool thing. And uh, honestly... Um, Stephen Rhea, he, he does a good job. I mean, he's a good actor. It's just, uh, you know, um, well, yeah, yeah I know so you have to see it. it. It's hard to describe. <laughs> Always been on black. There yeah. You go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it sounds like fun. I'm going to check it out. But mm-hmm. I had to click on those comments. They're, they're having fun in here. Yeah. They're here. Uh, but uh, do you have a particular favorite uh, comic book characters? Do you have a, like a top five or a top ten or something like that? I'm putting you on yeah. the spot. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, you know, I've got like the the ones that a lot of people like, like Spider Man and Daredevil is probably one of my favorites. Like that Squirrel Frank Miller girl. run. Yeah, <laughs> the Frank Miller run of Daredevil is uh, yes. you know, I think one of the best runs of comics I've ever read, it, even still. Um, 
I'm a big fan of the Mignola universe with uh, Hellboy, which I love a lot, and Sandman. And I'm going to give one super obscure Marvel uh, uh, character that I really like that you'll never see again. His name was Justice. And there was a time that Marvel kind of started their own, you know, separate universe that wasn't part of the Marvel universe. It was like an Elseworlds universe. And they started, they had all these different characters. um, And um, it it didn't go uh, well. Uh, But uh, the characters were super interesting. There was one character, I think... uh, Oh, something zero. I'm getting back. I can't remember what he was. A, a, basically, he was a forerunner to some of these other um, shows and comics where he was a hero, yeah. but his job was actually to destroy the world. And uh, uh, so he was basically saving people just to get the photo ops to get famous and uh, more powerful. And then he was basically going to destroy everything. Wow. Um, St. George was another yeah. one that uh, there was a modern retelling of a St. George myth where he ultimately had to fight a dragon, which ended up being this other character. So they all kind of tied together. And then Justice was another character where um, he was a super hardcore vigilante where he would literally, um, uh, he would disintegrate people, but leave their heads and hands for identification. I love it. Like, yeah. (laughs) So, but that's yeah, gangster that's, right there. That's yeah, up yeah. So look up uh, Justice <laughs> and uh, Saint George and all of these really weird. Uh, um, uh, yeah, this this I can't even remember what the name of the universe was, but they right. they made it and then they kind of uh, closed it out uh, very quietly. Right, right. But it was Marvel. Wow. It was a, it was a Marvel universe. That man, that'd be cool if we seen, seen some of those characters right now. I don't, yeah, I don't know. what I it think is. it would be. I don't know what it is about obscure characters are kind of fascinating like or characters or comic books that don't get that much love but when you discover that and you and you really like it it just makes it more special because don't get me wrong we love batman got batman shelf back here yep we love (laughs) spider-man x-men superman we love we love it all but some once in a while when you find something that's totally different unexpected yep it just you know, exactly. Like mm-hmm. Invincible. Yeah. My buddy, Sexy Sumo, who's watching right now, mm-hmm. for years, he's like, you got to read the Invincible comic. you got to <laughs> read it. And I was just like, but it looks dumb. It yeah. looks cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Right? Yeah. And then not until the show that came out, and I was like, all right, I'll at least watch the show. Completely loved the show. The first episode, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I dropped, yeah. My jaw dropped. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is my shit. Like this yeah. show scratched yeah. the itch for me. Like seriously, man. So well, then I'm you like, must have liked the boys too. Oh yeah, I love the boys. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for uh, uh, Eccles. You know, he's he's playing. Uh, what is he playing? I forgot what character he's playing. Jensen Eccles is in the next season, and he's playing kind of a. I'm I sure it'll be somebody evil horrible. Captain America yeah. version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really, really like the boys. Yeah. Now here, I have to ask you since you're here and you're mm-hmm. you're in the know. I wanted to give Jupiter's Legacy a shot because it looked interesting. And the next thing I, I wasn't like blown away by it. The trailer, I was just mm-hmm. like, all right, that might be okay. By the time I got around getting, you know, get, finally getting some interest to watch it, it was canceled. Yeah. So, if you've seen it, what what do you think? Why do you think it failed, or was it a show that didn't deserve to be canceled? Well, considering you and I both haven't seen it, I think you oh. kind of hit the nail on the head. Where it, it's it was also a timing thing because how many um, dystopian sci- you know superhero dramas can we watch at one time? Like gotcha. even like the with the boys and with Invincible together, yeah. I'm like. You know what? This is enough. I don't. I don't need to see any more uh, superheroes acting horribly. So, you know, the, another. I think we had like. Uh, I, I'm going to make up a term: dystopian superhero fatigue. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what happened. Yeah, and I think that's what happened. And also, from what I hear from people that did see it, is it, it also was not a great show. Oh, uh, so, so I'm okay. not sure. So there was, I think, multiple factors that led it led to that. Maybe in comparison to the the original comic, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that's how they were looking at it, right? Because mm-hmm. supposedly the original comic's really good. But here's yeah, another thing. Yeah. Here's another thing that's confusing. Why are we like still making like 
new shows based off of failed properties. <laughs> so now they have a show coming out where it's the villains of Jupiter's Legacy. This like you're just concentrating on the villains now. It's like what's the point? Well, I'm going to tell you um, one of the considerations why that's happening is because Netflix bought Millar World, hook, line, and sinker. So everything he has or owns or is making uh, is going is exclusive to Netflix. So they're, they want to get their money back. So they're going to be mining and putting things into production um, as much as they can from his entire library. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Interesting. You think they might redo Wanted or? It's possible. I, I I I can imagine that a lot of that stuff is you know you know quote in development. It doesn't mean it it will all see the light of day, but we'll we'll see. I think there's it's all being talked about. I'm sure at the weekly uh, Millar meetings with Netflix. Wow, I did not know that. <laughs> wow, I did not know that. That's that's <laughs> crazy. Wow, that's big news right there. Interesting. But you know, I'm 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 sure I'm in the minority here. I actually like the wanted movie. I actually like the wanted movie. I know I'm in the minority. But <clears throat> after reading the original work, there's no way they can make a show of that comic. Right. There's no way. That's that's that will offend everyone. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm down for it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm down for it. But I, just reading the comic, which I enjoyed, which was insane, you know, it's like there's no way they can, no way. I mean, maybe, maybe on HBO Max, but this is Netflix we're talking about mm-hmm. here, so. Right. I don't know. Wow, I did not know that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, since we're on the topic of comics. Yes. Was there anything before the, the two you sent me that you started doing? No, those are um, those are it. Those are the two. Uh, that I have so far. There's more stuff kind of in the the pipeline and the hopper, but those are the ones uh, current. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I would like to thank you, sir, for sending me these. Absolutely. And you have made Samurai very happy, but you made Samurai read comics. I haven't read comics in years. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Use this, (laughs) snip this out of a video, advertise it, yeah. For the, up for volume two because you have made I haven't read comics in years years you know welcome back yeah welcome back <laughs> god damn it I was up all night reading this stuff <laughs> oh that's great that's the best yeah. compliment I could get yeah so share that share that my friend but yeah the first one here guys we have long ago and far away which is like a fantasy comedy uh, comic. Uh, really had a lot of fun with this man. Cool, and I really enjoy the, the artist too, Fernando Pinto. Yeah, he's great. Shout out to Fernando, mm-hmm. very very talented, sir. Very talented. And thank you for autographing both of them. Absolutely, of course. Mm-hmm. I like how you put in here. Hey, fat hug an elf, save the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was a lot of fun. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed this man. I really did. Really cool. enjoyed the chat. If you like fantasy, action, comedy, yep. make sure you guys go out and buy this. That's awesome. A... Fun as hell. Yep. It says on the back here, from mm-hmm. Mark Allen Miller from Hellraiser and the Steam Man. Yep. On the back here. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, just really quick. Uh, plot synopsis. Long ago, Jason was the child knight from our world who saved the legendary kingdom of Elvenwood from the evil witch queen Nexus. Now Jason is a depressed 30-year-old, <laughs> lives with his mother, that's right, and runs a comic book store poorly, that's right. But Elvenwood needs his help once again. Will he be the hero he once was, or will he just make things worse because he grew up to be a complete jackass? Come on. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. Highly recommend you guys. Check this out. And my favorite character in here, I'm going to botch his name because I'm horrible with names. Is it Montalban? Lord Montalban, yes. Lord Montalban <laughs> is my hero and my favorite character in this. <laughs> Had me busting up, yeah. man. I was rolling. Yeah. So, chat was... again, long ago and far away. Pick it up. It was, it was really fun. I always thought, like, because uh, I grew up reading, like, the Narnia books and all of these portal fantasy ones. Like, these kids would always go into a fantasy world, save the day, and come back. But then I always thought, 
what happens when they're 30 and gone through therapy and it's it's screwed up their <laughs> lives and then like then they have to go back in that world again as an adult what would yeah. happen so that was uh it's original kind of to me premise. it's yeah. very original it's, it's kind of funny because you know mm-hmm. they, they go on these adventures and and all of a sudden they're grown grow you know they're older and like you said, they're like no, it was they were they were taught to think that it was not real, and all those yeah. characters and ventures, you know, adventures were not real. So, and here the elves just show up, like, yeah. hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> we need your help yeah. again. Yeah. It's hilarious. You got uh, Flix here. He says, "I'll check it out for sure. Looks awesome. I'm glad Chris could join. All right. Oh, cool. Thanks. Uh, he says, "No fair. I want to borrow. <laughs> LOL." Guess I'll buy to support. Look, he's going to buy and support. Look at that. Uh-uh. No, man. No, no, Sumo. You got to show support. Keep comic books alive, my friend. But, of course, this was just a bonus, really. Right. What got me, like, I got, I got you know, when Rick hooked us up for the Kung Fu Extravaganza, I was like, oh, okay. I, I, you know, I, gotta, I, I get to meet this guy. This will be great to have him on the panel. Oh, but this is this is what's going down. This is why Rick chose him to be on the panel. Mm-hmm. Because you have created, my friend, something of the Kung Fu realm. I have That's indeed. Right. <laughs> Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Master, son. That's right. More really great artwork from Fernando Pinto. Shout out again. Mm-hmm. And, of course, written by your boy over here. And, uh, again, you autographed it in here. Thank you so much. Fat Sweep the Leg. It's in here. <laughs> Fat sweep the leg. I love it. Same experience, man. Cool. Well, that, you know, and this is this is right up Samurai's alley right here. Mm-hmm. Martial arts comics, kung fu comics. Like this is mm-hmm. this is up my alley. And same thing, man. Hilarious. <laughs> really funny. And Rick is just he's a lovable asshole. Right. I can't wait to see uh, how he progresses in volume two. That's that's mm-hmm. what I can't wait. And you know you got a good comic book on your you know graphic novel or story on your hands when when it ends you're like oh no nah, man I gotta buy it you know I gotta get the next one it's like yeah. you know but that's how you that's how you do it you know you gotta yep. you gotta tease the audience <laughs> yep right get them in mm-hmm. but yeah I wanna I wanna I got I gotta see how it ends now I gotta go yeah. out and buy volume two mm-hmm. so again quick plot synopsis for those that are watching right now all right so Rick. A small-time crook in Los Angeles becomes an unlikely hero in the mystical battle between good and evil, which has been fought since the days of ancient China. Rick is an angry, unfocused Fight Club member who is barely equipped to deal with, well, everything, or anything, as he is thrust into this ancient perennial battle. He must not only learn how to harness the power of the dragon, but to also finally deal with his own uncontrolled anger, which is clearly everyone's fault but his. Yeah, this is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. So I had to read the plot synopsis for chat and everybody watching. Mm-hmm. Again, really love the artwork, and I really enjoyed these uh, the pinups, man. Oh, yeah, the pinups were super fun. Man, yeah. I got to show this to chat. Mm-hmm. These pinups are, like, really good. There's one that made me laugh uh, super hard when it came in. You could probably guess which one it was. Uh, one? When he's holding the Cheetos, the Cheetos oh, bag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just blow this up for chat. <laughs> they can see. There you go, chat. Really great artwork here, especially uh, on this side. These pinup artworks, really good, really badass art. Oh yeah, the Cheetos one. Let me go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Badass Rick, our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> holding some Cheetos. Yep. There you go. There you go, right there. But yeah, really enjoyed this. Really enjoyed this, man. Cool. Uh, thanks for sending those to the samurai. But uh, yeah, that's just too much fun. So speaking of volume two, uh, hold yep. on. Oh my God, no way. Rise of the Kung Fu Master will be in my house ASAP. There we go. Going to order right now. Look at that. Already ordering Perfect. Stuff. That's awesome, Flix. Awesome. All right, so yeah, speaking of volume two, let me yes. go ahead and share screen share this right here. Here we go. So that way chat and everybody watching can see what is going on. So here is the Kickstarter mm-hmm. and a successful one already. Look at that. You're half you're you're kinda halfway there. 
Yeah, we just started Sunday, so I've been really um, happy with the response. It's been great, and people are digging it. And uh, I wanted to make sure, too, for Volume 2, the Kickstarter, if you missed Volume 1, you could uh, get Volume 1 as an add-on there, or you could just get, like, a package. In oh, fact, nice. um, there is a discount. It's 5 bucks off if you order by, I think, this Saturday. Uh, you can get both, I think, for, like, 35 bucks. Um, and, oh, there uh, you go. Uh, but if you don't want to wait for Volume 1, you could actually just get it at the White Cat Entertainment Store. It's in the store right now, and I will actually sign that for you and send it out um, if you want it right away. Volume 1. <laughs> but Volume nice. 2 is, awesome. uh, yeah, Volume 2 is like we're really excited. We need to get there. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, all, all the help uh, helps. Everyone thinks like, well, you know, I'll just I'll wait until it comes out. I'm like, no, it really helps to pledge yeah. now for sure right, to get it right. uh, going. And this is a 100-page graphic novel, guys. Like, this is just one comic. It's a, it's a straight-up graphic novel, which is awesome. And look, there's already all these backers already. Like, they, they, they know the product's going to be good. So you got 8,000 goal here. You're over 3,000. You yep. know, and I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to hit your goal. So make sure you guys go to the Kickstarter, show some support. And look at that. You get $5. Was he said $5 off? Yeah, there's an early bird. You could get volume one and volume two together if you uh, pledge by. I think there you go. Saturday. So you're getting two mm-hmm. graphic novels for the price of mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So now this this is now's the time to do this here. But yeah, definitely. And if you do, just want digital, I love you can this do digital. artwork, man. I know it's so good. This is artwork it? is great. Mm-hmm. Like it's really, really, really good. Yeah, Fernando and I really hit it off, and we actually met through podcasting of all places like uh i was asking other podcasters that i knew had done some comics like would you have somebody who would be good for this because i need a specific thing i need somebody who could do action but also uh comedy like and to mix those together or fantasy and comedy you need really the right artist and i think it was jonathan london at geekscape he said oh you got to use fernando pinto he's perfect and sure enough i saw his stuff we hit it off i'm like yeah it'd be perfect so this we'll be doing a long time collaboration for sure Nice. Let me blow this up a little bigger mm-hmm. so that they can see. Uh, but yeah, here's some. Oh, so you get the digital version as well. Yeah, you can get digitals too. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Get the digital book, print book. Mm-hmm. Get two of volume two. Get volume volume one and, and volume two. That's a yep. deal, man. Yeah, two and graphic then, novels for the price of one. That's a really good deal. And that's like I said, only thirty five until Saturday. If you guys act now, act now, Chad. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, I'm 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 already uh, looking at oh, what is it? You giving out free beer? What's happening? So, uh, no, those are add-ons. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's against the Kickstarter rules. Otherwise, we'd be doing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you could add long ago and far away. You could add like other books and uh, oh, just you add, add things. Okay, to yeah, get, get some more steals. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Nice. 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 Love it. Love it. So it's in uh, the the link. To the Kickstarter guys, everybody watching is in the description box of this video. So if you guys need to know where to go to get some badassity, and I, I this is already like I'm 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 teased to just read here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, yeah. you're getting a little sneak peek here. Uh but Rick is hilarious. Now yeah. now I have to ask you just for fun. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me bring us back. For fun, if a series or a live action property came out, who would be your choice for Rick? I know who Hollywood would pick. I wanna hear <laughs> I wanna hear who you would pick. I would pick probably Eric Jacobus over at uh um Oh gosh, I forgot his uh, company right now because he has a different company now at uh um he used to be at the um the stunt people but he has a new company now i can't remember but if you go to eric jacobus and uh um got and him see right his because uh, he, he, he used to do the uh the stuff with uh, the um kung fu extravaganzas with us he didn't do it this year but he, he's normally every year and he has he makes the oh, most I... amazing short films and feature films i've ever seen he's one of the best comedy action martial artists um yeah. outside I'm of gonna, like jackie chan like I'm he's, he's right amazing here. Yeah, I, I recognize him from um, from Contour. Yeah, yeah, and he I, yeah he's uh, he also does a lot of mocap right now, and in fact he's Kratos from uh, 
um, God of War. Oh shit! And right. he's a great guy. He's hilarious, and he's an he's an incredible martial artist. So, but to answer your question, would the studio let me have him? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would work definitely. Yeah, but yeah, he is right here for contour. Is he the guy in the middle? That's him in the middle, right? Yeah, and you know what? I, I, Rope a Dope is probably one of the funniest martial arts short films I've That's ever him, right? seen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this dude is badass, because I yeah. have the Contour DVD. I think mm-hmm. I have the, the sequel as well. But at Comic-Con, I have a picture with these guys. So I might, I might actually have a picture with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stunt People is his old company. That's the one I was thinking of. I can't remember the name of his, his new company. But uh, um, watch, um, uh, yeah, his uh, his short films are uh, amazing. I think it was, yeah. uh, was it Ropita? If you go back down to his, his, uh, his page, I'm trying to think of my favorite one. Um, I think it would, but it was the one. Basically, it's uh, he set it up like Groundhog Day, where he gets keeps getting beaten up by a martial arts rope dope. That's it, rope dope two. Which one? Yeah, it's rope dope. That's the one, and it's uh, he sets it up like uh, a Groundhog Day for um, a martial artist who keeps getting beat up by a martial arts gang terrorizing his neighborhood. (laughs) So each day he tries to learn more martial arts to uh, go back and beat them. It's hilarious. Let's see here. This one here. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, you definitely want to check it out. Yeah, it sounds hilarious already. Mm-hmm. Come on, martial arts Groundhog Day. Yeah, this is funny. Probably should reach out to him. We probably want to come on the podcast and hang out with us. Oh yeah, he, uh, I'm sure he would. But yeah, he would. Yeah, he would be good. Man, can I even find that photo I had with? <laughs> that would be hilarious if he comes on the show and I actually find the photo yeah. of, 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 of a. Of a of a slimmer, younger yeah. samurai. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, here, well, Abel has a question here. He goes, when will Volume 1 be widely available? Um, that, where I'm trying to think if I can give an exact date yet. I'm hoping in the fall, winter-ish, it'll be like on Amazon and all those other <clears> places. <throat> but right now, it's at the White Cat Entertainment Store, so you can buy it, but it's not um, everywhere just yet. Okay. So it's on the way. Yeah. So, but, but you but, might as well. Yeah. It'll be the you same might book. As well order yeah. <laughs> the next volume and get the first volume for free. Yeah. At the same time, mm-hmm. you might as well just do that, right? Mm-hmm. That's a sale, man. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, not, man. Not necessarily so, for free, but discounted. So. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so this is where you're at so far. Mm hmm. Right? Yes. And mm-hmm. of course, volume two, which is yep. already set and mm-hmm. ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Any ideas of future projects? Can you name now, or you got to keep it on the hush? Um, we're in development <laughs> on a couple things that really are just kind of ideas that Fernando and I are going back and forth. But we do have um, more books planned in those universes. Another long ago and far away, and oh, um, sweet! And more um, Rise of the Kung Fu Dragon Masters. It kind of set it up like a trilogy. And it'll be Rise of the oh, Kung Fu Dragon Master, yes. Fall of the Kung Fu Dragon Master, and Return what? of the Kung Fu Dragon Master. Sold. <laughs> I'm sold. So, so since we're talking about... Uh, so again, I'm congrats. sure people have noticed that it's kind of an 80s vibe <laughs> in a couple of these things, too. <laughs> That's probably why I love it so much, Yeah, I'm an 80s kid. <laughs> the too. artisan here saying, what's up, Samurai? And Chris, he's here <laughs> for the ruckus. Awesome. That's right. That's right. Um... Have so far with podcasters that you've been on shows, mm-hmm. has anyone else read the plot synopsis to people watching? No, and I'm going to demand that from now on because it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have threw up an image of it yeah. and then did the reading, you know, set the scene. But that's okay. That's it, fellow podcasters. You got to you got to top me for the next one. Uh, but yeah, man, congratulations on the comic, and I'm Thanks. sure the Kickstarter, Kickstarter's it's already halfway there. Everyone's already mm-hmm. backing because they know the product's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see the future ones, man. I can't wait. So since we're on the topic of martial arts, mm-hmm. what's some of your favorite martial arts movies, man? Oh man, there's just what, like how about how about this? What helped motivate or inspire uh, Kung, uh, Kung Fu: Rise of the Dragon? You know, it was, uh, there's a lot of Jackie Chan in there from everything from like Big Brawl to uh, Rumble in the Bronx, where he just had that great sweet spot of, uh, you know, amazing martial arts and also yeah. that kind of humor that he would always mix together. Yeah. Um, 
but even like Big Trouble in Little China, like where you mixed all this uh, cool mythology, comedy, and that's great first, martial arts. That's the yeah. first thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah. Especially so when the the two the, you have the two titans fighting each other. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is Big Trouble in Little China right here, man. Yeah, and I will okay. say, Volume Two gets crazier for for sure. There's uh, it's going to get even more in, insane. Uh, but all those those kind of movies, and even like um, you know Chamber of the Shaolin, like even the classic ones that I would watch, like on uh, you know I'm dating myself, but UHF on uh, Black Belt Theater, we used to watch, and yeah. uh, you know all the poor dubbing loved it. I didn't care; I just enjoyed all of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your kung fu stinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I think my favorite with the old school dubbing. Just having fun old school dubbing memories is it sounds like one dude dubs like eight people in the same movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, mm-hmm. uh, all right. Here's a good question from Brad. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you have any favorite comic book movies? Um, Ele- you know, Electra. It's, it's, right? it's Cat yeah. Catwoman. <laughs> I was just going to say it's easier to think of the ones that uh, really miss the mark quicker, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, um, the Marvel obviously Marvel's been doing a, a a really fine job with you know their their cinematic universe, but I have to say I think my favorite is uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think I think that's easily um, one of my one of my favorites for sure. And yes. then um, for comic book movies, I think the the original Spider Man I really loved, Ooh. and because you've got to remember too, like we never got really good comic book movies until like batman i mean really when you think about it like you know we got you know uh spider-man on tv was nicholas hammond in an ill-fitting suit for uh or we got like you know incredible hulk where you know lou Ferrigno was the hulk for two minutes per you know episode uh, yeah, yeah so you know we when we get something cool i think yeah. that's you know it, it's really i think for us it's like oh my god i, I need to watch this again but so uh, do you think uh richard donner superman and superman 2 were kind of a you think they were a fluke i do i do because it wasn't like um we were always getting good superhero movies it right. was really they were missing the mark more than they were hitting and you know when those hit i mean i remember being blown away of superman just on the credit yeah. sequence right like you know when they came in the movie theater those letters just coming right at you and i thought yeah. uh um the other thing they did you know obviously they're a little dated now but they captured the um, essence of superman like, you know, when you can capture the essence of a comic book character in a film, that's magic in a bottle. I mean, that's yeah. what's uh, super special. Nice, nice. Um, we had a Versus episode not too long ago uh, where we did a Superman, Richard Donner, the first one, against Batman. That mm-hmm. was that was a good episode, man. Check that out when you get to Yeah, oh, I will. Because mm-hmm. we have a whole panel. Rick's there. We have a mm-hmm. good, good debate. You know, Rick brings out his the Book of Rick moments. You know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> uh, which is always fun. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe in the future if we do some panels like that, and you're free, I would love to. You're, man, yeah. we would love to have you as a, as a mm-hmm. versus guest, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, tomorrow, quick segue tomorrow for versus. Don't forget, chat the car versus Christine is tomorrow. <laughs> so we're gonna have some fun tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not ending it now. I know it sounds like I'm. Oh, I forgot to I forgot to say what who Hollywood would choose yeah. to play Rick. And you know who I'm seeing? I am seeing what you call? God damn it! <laughs> I forgot his name. <laughs> the guy that looks bored as fuck in uh, t- the Tomorrow War. Oh, that's everyone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt would be great for sure. Chris Pratt, Hollywood (laughs) would choose to play Rick. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I didn't see that movie yet. I just saw scenes and I'm like, what's wrong with Chris? Yeah. Is he okay? Is he sick? What is going on? He just looks so bored. We have a new term called streaming paycheck movie (laughs) for stars, and uh, that's one of them. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. Oh man, no Winter Soldier. That's that changed the game, man. That yeah. really changed the game. Amazing. And I, I, a lot of people still consider the the Captain America trilogy probably one of the best superhero trilogies probably out there. Maybe it's, the best. I don't know. 
it's it's pretty great. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's not Blade. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) But we're going to get more Blade, so we'll see what happens. (laughs) Fingers. What what, what do you think? What do you think? We got a shot or it's going to be PG-13 garbage? Um, you know what's interesting is I think that's a debate that's happening in Marvel right now because they have uh, Deadpool when they bought Fox. They're like, well, all Marvel's going to be PG-13. I'm like, well, no, now we have Deadpool and, you know, Blade. I I think they should obviously lean towards the R. Will they? I don't know. But I think that's a very hearty debate they're having right now. But Marshala Ali for Blade is going to be amazing. He's and, a great actor. Uh, I'm yeah, not concerned I, about him. Yeah, you're. I, I get it. No, you're concerned it's about just, like it, it being uh, diluted and watered yeah. down to a PG-13. But um, we'll we'll see. I I think it's going to be an R, and I think it's going to be. Uh, I, um, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic about it. You'd think Deadpool three would be a given, though. I could see them struggling more with Blade because Blade's right. not popular anymore. Mm-hmm. But Deadpool had two hugely successful R-rated movie. Right. Mm-hmm. It should be this should be a given. But maybe they maybe that's why they had that other Deadpool cut come out to kind of tease the because it was PG-13, remember? Deadpool Yeah, 2? and it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even bother seeing it. No. No. So I I, I, I think you know the the when people asked um you know them like Kevin Feige, I think it is at, yeah, at Marvel, Feige, and they're yeah. like they're saying, yeah, we're going to keep it with an R, and Deadpool's going to be R. So, I think it's leaning in that direction. Unless something crazy happens, I think we'll get an R-rated Deadpool three, uh, and then they could do whatever they want, right? After that, <laughs> but at least you know three Deadpools is enough. Yeah, they'll have it. They'll, <laughs> For, they probably yeah. won't make any more mm-hmm. Deadpool movies. They'll just have mm-hmm. them make cameos in other movies. Right, be goofy. Yep. That's Once it. the X-Men kind of uh, start getting into the Marvel Universe, I think we'll see more of things like that. What do you think? What do you think, man? What, what, are they going to botch it? What, I mean, we're starting fresh, right? I feel yeah, sorry I for the. I, I feel sorry so. for the next guy who's going to play Wolverine. I, I feel sorry for <laughs> I know. I that's really that's going to be tough. I think... Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean they've got such a um, such a great foundation that they built. I mean I think even Fantastic Four and uh, you know more X Men and, and mutant movies. I think uh, the the one danger that uh, Disney and Marvel have to watch for is oversaturation and like mm-hmm. you know you can't have too many things come out at once because we're going to get overwhelmed and bored and also. It dilutes yep. the uh, labor and talent pools where, you know, you don't have your best people working on all of these. So um, I think it, it's Hollywood always, you know, learns the wrong lesson. No, squeeze as much out of that sacred cow or, and that uh, golden goose as you can in a short amount of time. No, let the goose survive and then you can have a golden egg every six months. So, right. <laughs> but uh, Otherwise, uh, you're going to have the blade and Mr. Chicken. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned. Hey, here all, week. here all week. Yeah, no, you said it perfectly. It's mm-hmm. the truth. It is the truth. Do you think some people are getting tired of the of the shows, of the Marvel shows? Do you think, I think they're doing uh, too much of those? You know, I think superhero fatigue is hit overall because we've had so many um, shows and so many movies, but... Here's the thing. I mean, if if the quality continues to be good, I mean, there's always going to be an audience for them. Like, I've enjoyed every single Marvel show, and the one thing that they have done has made them all different. Now, if we keep seeing shows that are like, you know, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, then yeah, okay, well, it's just another action show with different characters. I think a lot of people, including myself, will get bored. But if you give me WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki, then something else that's completely different, I think that, uh, you know, we can continue So overall, to, uh, you're go. okay right now. Yeah, I'm okay with it for now, yeah. And these are short shows and with a limited amount of episodes, and we've only one has been announced for a second season, so they're more miniseries than anything. Right. Uh, Brad, to answer your question, yeah, Chris is going to, he's definitely going to check out Suicide Squad. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah, absolutely. I heard it's violent as fuck, man. I'm excited. Well, you know, I'm people excited. don't realize James Gunn was a very uh, gory director back in his indie Slither. days. With yeah, Slither. I mean, but he worked for Trauma too. Like, yeah. uh, there's there's a history there that I can't wait to see on the uh, the big screen. Yeah, I can't wait. 
plus fun characters we can have you know yeah. we can have a blast with mm-hmm. and and you know a lot of them aren't going to make it which is i can't no, it's, they that's going to be hilarious too that's, actually that, if everyone survives this movie yeah. i would actually feel cheated yeah actually yeah <laughs> yeah yeah is are we going to actually is james gunn actually going to make us feel sorry for polka dot man you know what? That Are would we be. Are going to feel horrible when Polka Dot Man dies? That'd be that would be hilarious. That would be magic unto itself. But yeah, <laughs> if that happens, that would be pretty amazing. They're <laughs> like, no, Polka Dot Man. <laughs> My boy's King Shark, so I need to. I got to represent King Shark up in there. Sylvester right? Stallone. Yeah, another another boy of mine. Love that <laughs> dude. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't want to keep it any longer. I could talk to you all day, man, about movies. I know this is great. Books. Super uh, fun. But, but Chris is an extremely busy man. You know, you know, he's got the golden pen, you know, and the platinum paper. He doesn't use regular paper. He uses platinum, right? And he has to write down and create worlds and action scenes and movies and all this stuff and more, more comics yes. on the way. He is a busy man. But like I say to all our guests that have fun here, make this your second home, man come back whenever you want you want to review movies with me you want to come Mm -hmm. on our series is it really that bad Mm -hmm. or our versus series we actually did a uh is it really that bad for remo williams we had fun (laughs) we had fun talking about remo williams on monday Mm -hmm. but yeah any of those series man if you're like not doing anything it's funny because a lot of guests that i have that are in have have been here that are in the industry a lot of times they'll reach out because they're like, need a break. <laughs> from, right. They're like, hey, man, I need a break from fucking filming movies. Can I come on? Let's just hang out and talk about movies and review something. Yeah. So that's, you know, feel free, my friend. You're always cool. welcome here. Uh, this was great to have Chris Mancini in the house hanging out with the movie dojo. Looking forward to future volumes of Rise of Kung Fu Dragon Master. Don't forget, support that Kickstarter and get the first volume with this bad boy and support the man and future projects and if you're new here support the old samurai guy go ahead and like share and subscribe join that's right become a channel member or support the show on patreon and we'll see all you badasses again next time chris will be back he'll be back unless you know if you don't see him back then as soon as I click in broadcast, he's going to curse me out for some reason. <laughs> I told you not to ask me the question. You asked me the question, I told you. So. Uh, but yeah, that's it. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow versus episode 6 p.m. Pacific time. The car versus Christine. Let's have fun. See you guys tomorrow. Don't go anywhere, Chris. <laughs>